The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. We're happy that you've joined us here today. We are going to talk today about how you can use lessons from business and entrepreneurship to improve your career. So, of course, not everyone wants to run their own business. Not everyone should run their own business. And yet when we hear stuff out there in the media, you know, it's it makes it sound like, oh, we should all be entrepreneurs. And, you know, even this show part of what we want to help you do is take control of your own career, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be an entrepreneur. You may still be working in a job. However, you're going to be in charge of moving yourself from one job to the next. And some of the skills that business people use, specifically entrepreneurs or small business people, can be helpful in doing that for yourself? How do you move from one job to the next, maybe even within a company, maybe between companies? How do you do that smoothly so that you can grow your career? Because career growth is happening non-linearly and definitely not within the same organization. Your, your skill set needs to adapt and many people don't have the opportunity to learn the skills that they need to move from one company to the next because they're too busy doing their job and and doing a good job at their job. And yet we know that that doesn't necessarily equate to career growth in today's world. So Career Thought Leaders has a Grow Your Business Week coming up in the next month, so in June. And as I've been putting together the speakers for that event, I thought, well, I'll share some of their little tidbits of wisdom with you that you might be able to use for your career and kind of help translate from the advice that we would give to a business owner or small business owner into what that means for you as a careerist at any stage of your career. Of course, it'll be super helpful if you do happen to be in small business or thinking about small business. So let's start kind of at the beginning here with this idea of branding. Now we talk about branding quite a bit on this show and it's a confusing topic, I think, for people 
what is a brand? Is it, I'm, I'm talking about a commercial product that's a completely different process perhaps than your personal brand they're going to go out into the market they're going to see what the market needs they're going to create a product that meets that need and then they're going to market how it fits that need and yet even a company if they are going to be successful they're going to do all of that in the framework of who they are as a company what is What are their strengths? What are their competencies? If a company goes out and finds that there's a need, but they don't really have the competency and they decide to chase it anyway because there's need, they're probably not going to be very successful. So even in a company, there is that consideration of what is the need, but also what is the skill set of the company and how do those two come together? Now, when you see especially you can get some technology companies that kind of run amok because they are doing products that are cool, but they aren't necessarily paying attention if it meets the market need. There's going to have some struggles there. Cool does not necessarily mean that it's going to sell. We have to know that it meets a need. It fits a pain point. Somebody needs to buy this and it's worth the you know, the certain amount of value to them, so they'll buy it. For us as individuals, we have similar issues. We are not getting bought by companies. However, we are getting hired by them, and they're hiring us usually to fill some specific need. Our ability to understand that need is going to be crucial in how we communicate our brand, but it's not necessarily going to play into what our brand is as much as it might play into what a brand is for a company. Why? Well, because you are a person and you have a history and a background and experiences that make up who you are and You can't totally reinvent yourself. You can reinvent yourself a little bit, but you can't totally reinvent yourself to meet a market need. Doing that will probably be more effort than it would be worth. So we've got to look at who you are. What do you bring to the situation? What are those skills and experiences and qualifications? And what makes you unique? So William Arruda always talks about a brand being that unique promise of value. So when we think about a brand for you as an individual, it isn't a sales pitch. It isn't a fake, I'm going to make this up about myself. It's not, it's, it's really not about sales. So when you read something that says, you know, don't have a personal brand because it, it's selling yourself. Well, those those people don't understand what personal branding actually is because personal branding is about what is authentic and unique about you. It's about how you do what you do, why you do what you do, right? You've all heard Simon Sinek's start with why. This is that for you. What is your why and how you do what you do? That's going to make you unique. So if you're a CFO you know, all CFOs are going to have the same qualifications. They may have a CPA, they may have 
an MBA. They probably have X amount of years experience in finance. They've probably had some similar experiences. But what is it about how you do what you do, what you do, why you do it? Do you have a specific niche? Do you solve certain problems consistently? What is it that you bring that your other colleagues don't bring? That's your side of your brand. And companies do that when they look at their product. Of course, they do competitive research and they see what is different about what we're offering. How does it add value? Where's its position in the market? You're doing a little bit of that. And it's really thinking about what is different about you. Then, of course, just like a company, you're going to look at your market. What do they need? What are their pains? And then you're going to communicate your brand in a way that shows you meet their need. So you're not necessarily reinventing, although we may reinvent a little bit, get some new training or, or do something to help us move in a certain direction. But a lot of our brand and how it appeals to our audience is how we communicate it, the language that we use, the level at which we share, the communication tools that we use, all of those aspects of how we share our brand connect with the audience or don't. So you might think you have a story about your background that's really cool. And if it doesn't appeal to the audience or you can't translate the language into a language that the audience will connect with, it's going to fall flat no matter how cool your story is. So that's the piece of branding that we can get from a company. Going along with that, our Cindy Skalicki is a storytelling coach, a marketing coach, a speaking, public speaking coach. And she talks about story. And we all hear a lot today about the power of storytelling. You hear that a lot in a business framework that the businesses are wanting to get a story, tell a story, connect with their audience through story. And for you as an individual, the same thing is true. No matter what you're doing, people want to know your stories. If you're going for a a promotion, if you're interviewing for a new position, if you are on, you know, any kind of social media, if you are part of a, a company's marketing team, it's all about story. How do you you tell your story in a way that connects with that audience to get them to do whatever it is you want them to do. Hire you, give you a promotion, give you a raise. It's all based on your ability to weave that tale, show that you added the value, prove that you added the value through a story. Now, what I love about Cindy, and she's got a story log that she uses, and she's going to teach my fellow colleagues and I how to do that better for ourselves and also for our clients. She talks about how the emotion part of story is so important. And so this isn't especially true when we're public speaking, although it's it's true in writing as well, that when we're telling our story in an interview, when we're networking, or even on a resume, we want to think about what was the emotion 
that came in there. What was it that you felt when that transition happened? Or what was it that your team members felt when that transition happened? And how can you tell that story in a way that makes it hit someone so that they feel like they were there or they can really identify with what was going on? Most of the time that requires a little bit of emotion. It doesn't have to be overly emotional language and you want to do what's appropriate for the medium. However, if you just tell a story with the facts and you leave out the the heart-wrenching details, it's it falls a little flat. And one of my other colleagues, Deb Dib, always says, you know, you can tell someone that you walked a mile today or you can tell them that you walked a mile over broken glass in your bare feet. It's that detail piece of it that makes a story palpable, where you can really see it, feel it, taste it. So when you're thinking about your stories for your next performance review or for that interview, think about are you getting in the juicy details? You don't want to overdo it. You, You can exaggerate and that doesn't work. But are you including the details that really show what you overcame, that show the challenges, that show the heartache that you had to go through to get where you are? How can you weave a little bit of that in? Because it will be more memorable. It will be something people can identify. It'll be captivating. So as you are putting together your stories, and I recommend that all of my clients, whether they're business people or, or career employees, that they have some kind of a story log. Because when you go to write your resume or you go to a, a job interview or you go to your performance review, the worst case scenario is not being able to think of any specifics around what you've done in the last year or two, because those specifics are what tell the story of you as a valuable employee that someone needs on their team. It's how you illustrate that. It's how you prove that going beyond a list of core competencies. So those are two little lessons that we career people can take from businesses. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a few minutes with more great tips. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline 
in managing to make a difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to make a difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. What can we do to prepare for a career-altering interview or presentation, land an important deal, or simply play a great game of golf? These activities depend on preparation and execution, which grouped together we call performance. Uncover the mysteries of our mind and unlock the secrets of great performance by illuminating the mental side of life. When we better understand why we do the things we do and what keeps us from accomplishing our goals, we elevate our success. Listen for The Mental Game of Life with Dr. Christie, Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about lessons from entrepreneurs, small business owners that you can use to enhance your career. So we talked a little bit about branding and Venice Johnson is our go-to for branding in in my world. She comes and talks to my colleagues about branding our businesses all the time. She's going to be speaking at this business week. And then we talked a little bit about storytelling. So following in with that, building your presence we are also going to have a speaker talking about presence and professional presence is one of those challenging topics because I feel like it's slippery it's hard for us to wrap our mind around it's hard to understand really what we're talking about but when we think about you walk into a room and you have the opportunity to connect with people. How do you do that? How do you command, you know, that's, they talk about it, commanding presence. So people recognize that you're in the room, people pay attention. This is obviously important if you're speaking, if you're networking, but even at a meeting, if you're going to share in the meeting, how do you have that, that presence? And, Valerie from Valerie and Company, another one of our our go-to branding experts, she's going to talk about presence. And I'm excited to hear what she says because it is this kind of slippery, nebulous topic. One of the things that I've heard a different speaker on presence quite a few years ago, just talking about our mindset when we're walking in that room. Are we thinking about all the other things we have going on or actually are we actually present are we thinking about other people judging us or you know how do i look in this or are we actually present and there and confident an article 
a few years ago that was talking about charisma. As people always talk about charisma being something like that you have naturally. And this article was talking about how charisma was something that everyone could do or learn because a lot of it is being present and being very present with other people. So instead of listening to talk or listening to answer, looking around the room, that you actually can increase your charisma just by paying attention to the other person who's talking to you and actually treating them like they're the person that you're talking to. So interesting, and it sounds simple, but it's so much more complicated because, of course, we all have so many other things going on in our heads and usually lots of distractions around us externally. Simon Sinek was doing a piece recently about how, you know, you bring your smartphone to a meeting and you really waste the opportunity to connect with other people because you're dinking on your phone before the meeting, you're dinking on your phone after the meeting, and you're not present, you don't have the opportunity to have any presence and to make an impact on those people around you. So as you are in your daily career, to think about that, when you are present with other people, are you actually present? And how can you work on that little by little, making yourself be more present because that will result in you having better presence. And of course, if we want to command that presence when we're speaking and some of those things, that is practice, practice, practice in terms of being present, being articulate, being clear with what we want to say, and understanding some of the tricks in terms of silence, pauses, using your language, using your tone inflection, there are other tricks and you will do a lot of good for yourself just starting with the idea of being present, listening to listen, listening to understand, putting that other person first, asking great questions instead of talking so much. All of those pieces, simple and yet challenging, help us have better presence. So when you see someone who's very successful in their business, most of the time they do have that wonderful ability to be present and to make other people people feel important because a lot of our success really has to do with other people feeling important around us and feeling successful around us. Then they're going to want to be around us and want to help us with what we're doing or, or get on board with what we're doing. So those pieces all come around kind of the idea of branding and building your your brand. One of the other topics that we're going to talk about in our business week is using social media. Of course, we can't have a business week without talking about using social media to build your business. And this is the area where I find a lot of individual, contrib- not individual contributor, but careerists, so people who are employed and don't really want to have a, a company or be that entrepreneurial, they struggle with understanding how they can use social media. Most of the ways that people talk about using social media, you think, well, that would be great for me if I wanted to build a business, but I don't. I just want to have a career and do a good job. Well, yes, and LinkedIn is a great way to build your network and your network is what's going to help you move from job to job. 
if you want to move quickly, and you do move quickly, it will most likely be because you know people, and those people know you and like you and trust you and are willing to help you make connections. So that's the piece of LinkedIn that's tricky, right? Because I'm I'm working, I may be somewhat happy doing what I'm doing, and I want to take control and build my career. That's why you're listening to the show. So how do you use LinkedIn to do that? Well, let's take some of the little tips and tricks that people who are in business do on LinkedIn and think about how they could help you do your job better now. Because your job now although it may seem like it's put your head down and do your work, nobody's job is put your head down and do your work these days. It is how do you work across your organization? How do you work across your team? How do you work across with a vendor? How do you build relationships? How do you have some kind of presence that will help recruit great team members? You are not... A, you're not working in a vacuum anymore. And that may be one of the most challenging things for us to wrap our heads around is that doing my job well actually does mean having a little bit of a wider network than just within my company today. And having a stable career definitely means having a wider network than just within your company opportunities to move up probably aren't going to come from within. And if your company's not doing well, having contacts within your existing company is not going to be as helpful as you would like. So when we think about moving up, moving out, having that network, it's building it a little bit bigger than we're maybe used to. And social media can help you do that. So industry groups can be great places to connect with other people in your industry and it's an extension of what you would do in person. So those industry conferences that you go to or that you'd like to go to, that can be a great thing for moving online. Start it online before you go to the conference. Continue it online after you go to the conference. If you don't have the money to go to the conference, go online and see if you can build some relationships through a LinkedIn group for your industry. Answer questions, ask questions post content. And you may say, well, Marie, that sounds like a lot of work. Well, yes. And and being unemployed and having to look for work is a lot of work. So if you could do it little by little, drop by drop while you're employed, then hopefully you won't have to be unemployed or be unemployed for as long. You'll move quickly. So think about this as an investment in your future, this drop by drop maintenance of your career instead of the huge roller coaster ebbs and flows, unemployed, reemployed, unemployed, reemployed, networking like crazy because I'm unemployed and then doing nothing because I'm working. How could we smooth that out with these little drops of effort? And it could be once or twice a week for 15 minutes, you go to LinkedIn right now, it's the place to be. And for your industry, it may be somewhere else. So you'll have to do a little research on that, but going there and in interacting with the people that it makes sense to interact with, your colleagues, your vendors, your people across your industry, sharing relevant industry 
language or not industry language, sharing relevant industry news or happenings or research. You know, you don't have to write your own content. It's great if you do. And most people who are working don't have time for that. So share other content. My guess is you already get newsletters from professional associations or what have you. Share those things in groups on LinkedIn or on your status in LinkedIn. It doesn't have to be a whole bunch, just a little. And then mostly take the time to connect with other people. Although I hate everybody giving me a happy anniversary for my company on LinkedIn, that can be a great reminder to you. I would encourage you to wait a few days and reach out with a message that matters to that person. So saw that you're having an anniversary, hope things are going well, would love to connect or look forward to seeing you at this conference. Do something that takes it a step further rather than just sending the you know, you can hit a button and it sends congratulations. Not going to be a standout communication there. Wait a few days, send a message that matters. Teddy Burris is going to be talking about LinkedIn during our business week. And he talks about you've got to have a presence, a little bit different kind of presence, but a presence on LinkedIn, your profile. Then you have to have the ability to network and you have to focus on actually building relationships. So network, you connect to people, and then building the relationships, that next step, t- taking it one step further. Little by little, drop by drop, especially if you're employed, think about it as that investment in you not having to be unemployed or be unemployed as long when things shift, and we all know that they do and they will. We're going to take a short break, come back and talk more about the lessons from small business owners that you can use to enhance your career. We'll be back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. If you want to hone the right skills to become a CEO or stay there as a competitive strategic leader, check out CEO Academy with Pam Lassiter. You'll learn the tips to success and hear from the experts who are at the top of their games. You'll make your company stand out from the competition and build your own reputation in the process. Top executives are made, not born. So take charge of your future growth. Listen for CEO Academy with Pam Lassiter. Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific on Voice America Business. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy. With co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass, Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. 
These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel, and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about business tricks and tips that you can use to help your career. So when we think about businesses, we often think about kind of pushy, right? And selling, you're telling everybody what you do. And that probably wouldn't go over real well in your office if you were constantly promoting yourself. However, most of us error on the other side of that coin and don't promote ourselves well enough. We end up not knowing what to say about ourselves when the opportunity arises. We miss what would be a open opportunity. So then we feel like we have to force it later because if we don't promote ourselves and tell our story, no one else is going to. And then we end up not getting anywhere, not being seen, not getting the opportunities that would be good for us because someone else got them because they were louder and, you know, grease, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So thinking about our content. And so Tanya is coming and talking about content strategy for business, which is a a lot more in depth maybe than we need for you as a careerist, you still need to know what is your content strategy. So what are your strengths? What what do you want to do? That's part of your brand that people don't often think about, your personal brand. Where are you headed? What do you want to do more of? What are your strengths? If you don't have some talking points in your head about some of these things, when questions come up, or an opportunity comes up for you to share, you're going to miss out. So that's your content strategy. What are you going to say about yourself when the opportunity arises? What do you want to do more of? What are some of your great wins? If you know them and you have them ready to talk about when the opportunity comes up and it's appropriate, you can say it in a way that goes over well. If you're not prepared, it doesn't come out well. If you're not clear on what your value is, you can ramble and then it sounds like you're promoting yourself because you're saying everything that you do great because you don't know which thing is going to stick. Or for most of us, we just stumble or don't say anything and then we miss that opportunity and it doesn't come back again and we don't want to promote ourselves. So we don't promote ourselves and we just end up doing nothing. So think about it. What, you know, what's your content strategy? 
Where are you going? What are your strengths? What are your stories of accomplishment? And then who are some of the people that you are going to share those things with? Think about that ahead of time. It helps be able to tell the story if you have the audience in mind when you're thinking about the stories. And then thinking about, of course, where you're going to share those. And you may think, well, I don't want to share any of that anywhere unless someone asks for it. But in some ways, if you're sharing content on LinkedIn, what it's related to says something about you. The content that you share says what's important to you, says what your area of expertise is, even if it's not your content. It says that that's what your area of expertise is or what you want it to be because that's what you're reading about and thinking about and and sharing. Thinking about other ways that you do share your content, speaking at conferences, writing white papers, doing those other outside activities, even presenting at a meeting, those are all opportunities for you to share your thought leadership, your your content with other people so that they can see you as the expert. Most of us get comfortable in our jobs. We do our job. We're doing our job well. We think that's enough. And then we get fired and we're stuck with nothing. We haven't kept up our network outside of our job. We haven't, we don't have any, capital across the industry. We don't have a a reputation as a thought leader. And so it's a struggle because now we're trying to build those things while we're unemployed, which is really hard to do. So one thing a quarter, one thing every six months, what's the one thing that you could do to expand your horizons? Conference, presentation, white paper, blog, in your industry newsletter, in your industry website. Start to think about those things that you can do to share your content, share your expertise, get it out of your head and let other people see it. Because that way you don't have to promote yourself. If you're sharing valuable information with people, they see you as an expert, you don't even have to promote yourself, it's just happening. What are those opportunities that you can take advantage of? Entrepreneurs have to do it all the time. They have to constantly be pushing. We need a little push, little, again, little drops in the bucket while we're employed so that we have those opportunities when we need them. We have that fallback plan, if you will, when we need it. We have some kind of brand to build on, we're not trying to start from scratch. So that's your content strategy and thinking perhaps about one way that you could get some content out on a regular basis, your career checkup, once every six months, if you have to do a review or if you do a review every quarter, make one of those items something that helps you get your expertise out there a little wider while also doing your job, doing your job better. Maybe it's a presentation at, a, at an interdepartment meeting. It doesn't have to be big. Little things that can be done within the scope of your job 
to help you build that brand and build your brand visibility within your company, within your industry to keep you moving forward. The other piece that Tanya is going to talk about is video and video as a medium, of course, being very popular for us. We want to watch videos. We want to interact with video. We hiring people are not necessarily using video. However, that doesn't mean you can't use it for your brand. You could have a, a video slide share where you're sharing your expertise in a video. You could have a video on your inter-organization website, maybe sharing some of your expertise. You could volunteer for the lovely HR videos that people do, say why you love to work here. It's just a way that your face is out there. People can interact with you video, via video, again, through your industry or, or in your company even. Using a video you know, a video resume can be effective. However, I want it to be about your expertise, not necessarily about a narrative of who you are, what you've done. I don't want a narration of your resume. It's your expertise, short, sweet, you know, 60 to 90 seconds in video these days is plenty. Putting together something that really would speak to your expertise could be helpful, although it's more challenging on for video if you're an, uh, an employee. But think about it, consider it, look for opportunities at a conference, at a internal, if there's internal projects going in, going on, what would be your opportunity to get on video so that future Colleagues, hiring managers would have the opportunity to meet you, even if it's in the context of your current job. One of our other speakers, Tim, is going to be talking about value and being able to communicate your value. Very important for business owners and challenging for people who are in services, right? How do you sell the value of coaching? How do you sell the value of a service? And so when we think about how we're going to communicate our value, that's part of our challenge. How do we share our value when it's perhaps intangible? And as an employee moving from one company to another, looking for a promotion, overcoming that idea of intangible value can be very challenging. If we are not a salesperson, if we don't have numbers that show we can deliver results, we have to think about our stories and how they share value in a different way. You know, people always say, well, how did you make money, save money? Well, there's other things, right? There's improving productivity, there's improving efficiency, there's cutting waste, all different ways that we can add value, some which you can quantify and some which you cannot, developing a team. So thinking about the ways that you add value, what makes sense for your type of position, and then how can you track that value in whatever way it makes sense. That's our challenge, really, is to be able to communicate our value. And when you 
there's another area that when you have it down, when you have it practiced, when you've thought about it, when you have your stories, they don't sound salesy or pushy in the right context. When you have to think about it too hard or when you have to force it when it's not the right context, that's usually when we get ourselves in trouble. If we're clear about what our value is, it's easier to communicate. It comes more naturally. Goes back to some of those stories, goes back to understanding our audience, goes back to understanding our brand. Who are we? How do we offer that unique promise of value to our audience? That's all in communicating our value. Communicating our value runs right into the topic of sales. One of the top sales coaches in our industry is going to be speaking at the Business Week about sales. And a lot of it is the mindset behind sales and how do you adjust your mindset about selling. We've talked about this on the show before, but the idea that selling has kind of become a dirty word and no one wants to be a salesperson. No one wants to talk to salespeople. And yet it's all we do every day, all day is quote unquote sell, sell ideas, influence others, sell ourselves in some way. Although we might not like the phrase, we are doing it. We're, we're, convincing others that they should work with us or let us do this project or maybe we're constantly selling to our boss that we're competent they don't have to micromanage us whatever it is we're all doing it all day every day and yet we have such a negative opinion of it It really hurts our opportunities so we're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll talk a little bit about sales lessons that you can move into your everyday career and wrap everything up for you We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. How is your company's marketing plan? Could it use a little help? For most businesses, the answer is yes. Tune in each week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Host Janet Kunst and her guests will show you how and where to bring your marketing to the next level. Each show will feature action strategies that you can implement right away and see results. We'll make this easy for you. Start by tuning in every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel, and get Amplified. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about business tips that you can use to improve your career. And we started talking a little bit about sales and how people are afraid of sales. Not necessarily going to dive deep into sales here today, but some of the lessons that we learn when we're trying to become a better salesperson help us in our careers. So one of them, and Pat and I were talking about this, uh, Pat Schuler is a well-known business coach in my industry. And we were talking about how desperation, like people can smell desperation from miles away and they run. They don't buy anything from you when you need them to. They don't, they don't give you that, they don't give you that satisfaction, right? It's, it's the old theory around that when you don't need something is when you're more likely to get it. And that is something we can definitely use in our career. So when you are desperate, i.e. unemployed, it's really hard to get a job. It's really hard to network. It's really hard to connect with people. It's kind of why it's nice to do some of those things while you're employed, even though it takes time away from maybe your outside of work life a little bit. It doesn't have to take too much. The other lesson there is that when we are desperate, usually it's because we didn't fill the funnel at the top or we're not focused on continuing to fill the funnel. We're focused on, you know, getting those people who are in front of us to do something right now because they're all we have. When If we would focus on there's always more opportunity, it ratchets down that desperation. It also keeps us looking for opportunity versus beating our heads up against a brick wall that's closed. That might come in many ways in your career. Are you looking for other opportunities and keeping your mind open and and seeking forward? Or are you beating your head up against a wall where you are or maybe even in the past? See, a lot of managers do that, right? They're trying to keep all their people down because the manager's just wants to stay where they are, whereas if that manager was looking for ways to grow themselves, they'd be more open to finding ways for their team to grow, and everybody would probably grow much easier and faster. The other way that looks for us sometimes is that, you know, if we are in job search mode, and you have that interview, and so you focus all of your energy on, you know, acing that interview you don't apply to any other jobs you're not filling your funnel at all and that one doesn't work out and now you're SOL so when you think of what are you doing to fill your funnel what are you doing to continue to to bring opportunity to your work to your life 
versus trying to squeeze every little drop out of the thing you have in your hand. However, a little bit on the other side of that is either you've got to take care of the things that you have. So in business, those are your customers. You can't neglect your current customers because you're filling the funnel. There has to be a balance there. More energy spent in the funnel, more energy spent taking care of the customers you have, less energy trying to squeeze the people who are not not really your people. They're not that into you, right? So thinking about and in the marketing picture, it's an hourglass. Building that funnel, less energy on the people kind of in the middle of the funnel, and then more energy again on the people who are your customers, your your brand ambassadors, the people who have already worked with you and know you and love you. Those maintaining those relationships. So when we think about that in business. It, you know, it's around marketing and sales. When you think about it in your career, it's how are you continuing to build your network in kind of that lazy-faire way? You know, it, it, you don't need these people to be in your network. You're doing it organically. You're doing authentically. Then worrying about maintaining real relationships and not worrying about those people who might be in the middle that you met and you're not sure but you think they'd be cool don't force that continue to meet new people continue to to do those things and then continue to put your energy into building and maintaining the relationships that you already have the other thing we learned from the sales world is that nobody gets anything without asking There's some myth, I think, in our world of employment that we'll get that raise because we've earned it. We'll get that promotion because we've earned it. Well, if you aren't in some way asking for it, telling people you deserve it, yes, you have to do those things well based on our earlier conversation today. And you have to do them. No one is going to magically promote you just because you're, quote unquote, doing a good job. If you're doing that good job is not visible, clear, if it's not clear where you want to go, you're going to have a hard time moving up. You can't get things without asking for it. You can't get things without letting people what know what you want and where you're headed. One of my psychologists contacts wrote an article via email the other day and sent it uh, to me. It was about asking for what you want. And it's amazing. Again, one of those hard, hard skills that should be so simple, just like presence. Do you ask for what you need? Do you ask for what you want? You're not demanding. You're not being a baby about it. But do you let people know what you need? Do you ask? Would you are you are you sharing that? Because a lot of us don't. We didn't learn that for some reason. We didn't learn how to to say what we need. We didn't learn how to ask for what we want. And we we think we're better off not doing it. But then it it boils up and it overruns and it becomes an issue. So think about in your in your career how you can take more control ask for what you need, tell people what you want, and 
be a little bit more forthright in a good way about where you're headed in your career. You might surprise yourself at the positive reactions people have around you when you're clear and confident and not afraid to appropriately ask for what you need and share where you're headed. So those are our business lessons for you in your career. Knowing your brand, telling your story, having presence, using LinkedIn just a little bit, little drips like a business, little bits of what a business would do. Thinking about your content strategy, what do you say to people? What are the messages that you're sharing? Where are you sharing them in your organization, across your industry? How can you do one thing a quarter or one thing every six months to build your brand visibility outside of your immediate area of influence? How are you going to tell the story of your value? Are you collecting those stories for yourself? And then how can you ask for what you want to share where you're going, what you need from people, and how they can add value for you. You can always reach out to me here at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at Career Thought Leaders. And we look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.